Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. This is Silver, excuse me, this is Taco Tuesday on Silver Screen and Roll. Your podcast network, I'm Alex Padilla. He's Alex Regla, at Alex M. Regla on Twitter. A must-follow if you're a Laker fan. Trust me on that. Alex, how are you? I'm doing good. Uh, my eyes are currently dilated. Um, I kind of feel like Mr. Burns in that Simpsons episode where he's just kind of like drugged <laughs> out walking the streets because he can't see anything. Uh, but I'm doing well. How are you doing? So, like, explain to us why your eyes are dilated. Did you get LASIK or something no, today? No, I just had an eye exam. But I guess the optometrist, he's like, if you have extra time, we can dilate your eyes to just make sure. I think it's something about, like, measuring the back of your eye or, I don't know, some type of thing. But I, it was just like a normal checkup type thing. So Got it. So, further, you wear glasses. Glasses and contacts, yeah. Glasses and contacts. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm a blue lens wearer, and I think it's just a placebo effect. Uh, I'm in front of my computer for eight eight to ten hours a day, so I started wearing those. And I don't know if they work, but in my head they work. So you actually (laughs) need glasses, though. Yeah, I I have the – what is it? Yeah, like I have that blue reflecting thing in in my glasses as well. Um, But, yeah, I I have glasses, but I usually wear contacts. And today he is trying to sell me on – ditching my monthly contacts and getting the dailies do you have contacts Ooh. or just glasses no i uh, i have 2020 vision so oh okay <laughs> yeah i don't know how i uh, i did my entire my two sisters my mother and my father all wear glasses oh well, you're lucky uh because yeah. contacts and glasses are not cheap yes i know my fiance wears glasses and whatever is wrong with her eyes she's explained it to me before but she is not eligible for lasik or huh. con or contacts whatever she has happening with her eyes contacts would damage it further oh it's like astigmatism or something possibly and i, I don't I, she's explained it to me but it's so complex in my okay. head that i don't understand but yes i'm very aware how expensive those things <laughs> are dude especially like i don't know about you but like when you buy designer glasses too and then the lenses are crazy like, yeah yeah, like, yeah. so right. uh yeah so i'm just dealing with that but thankfully i don't need to like be reading during this i'm all good it's good are you it's going good to be back. are you going daily I think so. He he okay. broke down like the nitty gritty and like how gross it is to just like keep wearing the same contacts in your eye for a month. And I'm like, yeah, it just makes yeah. sense. All right. Well, good luck, man. Thanks. And I'm glad that this is a speaking podcast and not a uh, look at me podcast. Oh, I don't if know we did that. this, yeah, if we were doing a video <laughs> one today, you'll see me kind of like squinting. Oh, yeah. Oh, big time. Yeah. Are you wearing sunglasses right now? <laughs> so i i got to take them off right when i got home but yeah they gave me those big like terminator those big old ones yeah, yeah sunglasses so i look pretty cool walking down the street in those nice so that's what's happening in uh the alex's world alex regla went to the optometrist optometrist right yeah the optometrist okay cool but- yeah i did this whole rant on my radio show about uh epidemiologist mm-hmm. and i was saying urologist <laughs> Too <laughs> so different, I, had a yeah. real, I had a real big embarrassing moment so <laughs> optometrist all right cool so anyways uh we got lucky here because it is the off season officially officially the off season and i say that because the lakers wrapped up their summer league today they beat uh the warriors i think i didn't watch it i didn't watch a second of summer league confessions did you watch any? i watched a little bit but not not like as much as i used to no. yeah Summer League to me is something that is awesome if you go to. Yeah. It's not necessarily something I want to be sitting in front of my couch for. So the Lakers will not play a basketball game until their preseason schedule. 
uh, begins, and I believe that's in October, maybe no, end of September. Um, and free agency is, I would say, done, but not for the Lakers. And that's where we're starting here today, because the basketball gods have blessed this podcast with some news to talk about today. From Yahoo Sports, Chris Haynes, um, the Lakers worked out Isaiah Thomas, remember him, Darren Collison, remember him, (laughs) and Mike James for a potential roster spot. Alex, let me read to you exactly what is happening with the Lakers. According to Chris Haynes, the Lakers have 12 players under guaranteed contracts at the moment. They will go into the 2021-2022 season carrying 14 players in order to maintain a flexibility for that 15th roster spot. So, Chris Haynes says the third point guard is a priority and potentially adding another wing. He goes off to say, and we'll break it all down. It means Jared Dudley's two-year tenure with the organization will likely come to an end. Mm-hmm. Alex, thoughts? Wow, there's a lot there in that story. There's a lot there um, to unpack there. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start with, I think Jared Dudley we can start with. Sure. I think to, to me, before we get into who they can sign, who they might sign, who they might bring in, because there's articles on Silver Screen and Roll about that right now. I think that's the biggest news to me. I, I think Jared Dudley, because he said, I'm 1,000% going back to the Lakers next mm-hmm. year. He was part of the recruiting process yes. of getting Russell Westbrook. Um, he has been seen in San Diego with LeBron James at spots that I have frequented before. Um, I think that's a big shocker that Jared Dudley, according to Chris Haynes, his time with the Lakers coming to an end. Yeah, it's crazy how that's just kind of thrown in at the end or like in in the middle of that article. Um, That seems like pretty big news. And I I know it's Jared Dudley isn't a guy who gets rotational minutes and doesn't doesn't play every game and stuff like that. But he's kind of grown into this important kind of figure uh, on the Lakers in terms of locker room morale. And like you mentioned, the Russell Westbrook thing just most recently, like he... He has connections there with key guys like LeBron and AD. Everybody seems to like him. So uh, I think we all just assumed he would be back because at this point, like, that he, that's, he's kind of the Adonis Haslam role. Like, he's mm-hmm. just going to be on the Lakers forever until he doesn't want to do it. But it seems like – I doubt the Lakers kind of sprung this on him. I'm sure there's they had some dialogue back and forth. And I don't know. Do you think he's – Do the Lakers have a coaching spot open now? That's what I was going to ask you. Do because you think he's just – gone or do you think he's going to be part of the organization somehow i think he's going to be it sounds like he's going to be part i mean it would be shocking if he's no longer part of the organization in some form or another um i don't remember which coach just got i guess promoted to the g league coach and funny enough i I, i'm completely blanking i I should know this but yeah that coach as well is going to continue being a coach on the lakers so he's doing two things i wonder if that leaves dudley with again there's no max a number of coaches you can have you can give Dudley a coaching anything type of job. Miles Simon? Miles Simon. There you go. Um, but yeah, so Jared Dudley, if he wants to, I think can have a spot somewhere in the organization. But um, yeah, that's a bit surprising because I think we just assumed he'd be back. Now, if we're talking about what it does for the Lakers on the court, nothing. No. That's not what we're talking about. Um, what it does to the locker room, It's I don't know if it's overblown or... If it's actually accurate, like at least Jared Dudley makes it seem like he's a really important part of this team. And he's one of the only guys who's like was on the championship team still there. Like again with another roster turnover, 
it's literally just LeBron and AD. Like, uh, Jared Dudley was kind of is, is up there in terms of longest tenured Lakers now, and he's only been here for a few years. So, yeah, you're, you're kind of going to lose that another familiar voice in there. Uh, LeBron James is the longest tenured Laker, right? Like, that's yeah, that's him. Yeah, that's him. So, uh, that is a very interesting part of this story uh, from the Chris Haynes article that Jared Dudley um, will likely come to an end. I would not be surprised to see him in some sort of coaching role. I don't know. I mean, listen, I don't. We all can agree that if he doesn't come back as a player, it's not a big loss as a player. Um, maybe I'm buying into his own hype that he's really important to this team and. He's really like the commander of the bench, you know? So if he is on the bench as a coach, great. Awesome. Then great to have him. But it's not a big loss as far as the player goes. I think I'm just stating an obvious there. Yeah. Like, obviously, he wasn't playing and stuff like that. So, uh, but I, I think it is important to have as me- as much familiar kind of voices in there. Is it another player, like a player type coach who can teach, like, what the coach is trying to run and implement because he's been there long enough under Frank that he knows like where guys are supposed to be. That's useful sometimes to get another voice to, to tell other players that. So it doesn't always have to come from the coach. That along with what you already said, he's been there so long. He knows it. I think that's the kind of stuff that Dudley can bring because this team is a whole brand new team all over again and all over again. So, yeah, I think that's important to have someone like that. So we'll see what happens with Jared Dudley. Now let's get to the headline of the actual article that Chris Haynes wrote. Lakers worked out Isaiah Thomas, Darren Collison, and Mike James for a potential roster spot. Um, of the three all-point guards, what do you think? Uh, obviously, Isaiah Thomas hasn't played uh, in a while because of a hip injury. Darren Collison, I believe, is still currently retired. <laughs> uh, he remember I remember when we were talking about buyouts. I think it was when oh. Keith came over. Yeah, I think we were trying to Darren. We were trying to persuade Darren to come out of retirement, and then the reports were he was going to sign with either the Lakers or the Clippers, and then he ended up choosing retirement <laughs> life. So that's the last we heard of Darren Collison. And Mike James played for the Brooklyn Nets last mm-hmm. year. Um, I believe he was averaging about seven and a half points. Yeah, yeah. So uh, of the three, man, what do you think? Ah, uh, wow. Um... Two, two. I mean, this is end of the bench, end of the rotation guy, regardless. I'll say this. Like, the thing that kind of popped out to me more than even, like, the names was them kind of being in the market for another point guard. Because um, they have Westbrook. They signed Kendrick Nunn. LeBron is always going to be the pseudo point guard, no matter what. Um, so I'm not sure how much more insurance. And then you, you always have a guy like THT, who's not a traditional point guard, but... He's probably going to have the ball in his hands a lot more this year as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm not sure why that was, is kind of a priority over... Because they also mentioned that they can get a wing in that report. Like, I wonder why not like a wing is not more important. Or the front court, where you have only Gasol, Dwight. And AD said he's going to play more center, but that's uh, still to be seen. So Yeah, I've been hearing that for a while. Yeah, so uh, I mean, it's, like you said, it's end of the bench options. Um three really interesting names and in terms of isaiah thomas like in that report they also say he just worked out with westbrook and lebron so i'm, I'm yeah i'm guessing he's probably the leading candidate of the three should i insert lebron as the gm joke here <laughs> yeah I mean, I mean that's really i mean lebron's working him out like literally instead of palinka working him out it was lebron working him out mm-hmm. that he's the gm this year this is lebron's team i had to say it right like someone's thinking it i, I mean yeah no 
LeBron's word is going to have the biggest uh, sway here, <laughs> probably who they get. But I, the story would be really cool, like for Isaiah Thomas to come. He's not going to play much, but for him to win a championship also after everything he's kind of endured in his career, he's had a really rough rough go of things ever since the Boston trade and stuff like that. Uh, it'd be cool for him to come and, and win a ring with guys like Westbrook and Carmelo for everyone to win their first ring here. But at the end of the day, I'm not sure how much he helps you over a guy who can actually be a functional part of a playoff rotation. Like a, an extra wing or front court piece might be a little more important there, but it seems like they want to prioritize playmaking again. And mm-hmm. they have a lot of it already on the roster. Did LeBron ship him out of Cleveland? He did. Yeah, yeah this to the Lakers. Like, hey, to the Lakers. Yeah. As I'm trying to remember the timeline specifically. Yeah, so LeBron maybe this is like, hey, I'm sorry, bro. Come on now. I shipped you off. We won without you, but come on now, and let's go win again. I owe you. He's like, LeBron is like, hey, Melo, you want one? Come on over. Isaiah, you want one? Come on over. So do you have a preference of those three names? I would take the guy that played last year. I was going to say, th- I, I mean, I didn't watch him a lot, but like Me neither. of the Brooklyn playoff games I watched, like I saw him hit a couple threes and stuff, so that's always useful. And like you said, he was playing as recently as last year. I think that gives him an edge. Now, those are the three guys that worked out. According to Chris Haynes, if those three, obviously I'm going to go with the guy that actually played last year, the guy that doesn't have a chronic hip injury, and the guy that didn't retire two years ago and was been retired since. Like I'm going to go with the active player, Mike James. And that being said, I don't know much about him. Um, I had to actually Google him today. So um, listen, I'm a bad basketball fan. I'm a good Lakers fan. I am a bad back- basketball Mike James, 7.7 points, 2.5 rebounds, 4.2 assists. He is six foot one, 175. Damn, that's tiny. I was going to say, six all, foot the, one, all, 175 all three pounds. of them are tiny point guards. Yeah, I wonder if they have like a type. That's what they're going for. Yeah, man. My goodness. Well, he did play in every playoff game uh, for Brooklyn. See, that's, 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 that's something. Good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he played four minutes in game seven, three minutes in game six, no points there. But hey, game five, 20 minutes, five points. The game before, 12 minutes, two points. 24 minutes, 10 points. Maybe that's why Brooklyn lost, because they stopped playing Mike James. (laughs) Yeah, Kyrie who? Like, it's Mike James. Come on. Uh, So Mike James, obviously not a very household name compared to the other two uh, on his career. Uh, well, just last year in general, he is a 37% field goal shooter, 35.5% three-point shooter just last year. So uh, I believe he was playing in Russia. Yeah, he was overseas. Uh, but he did well over there, and I, I think he, he came back. And yeah, it just also on the Darren Collison thing, what a weird um, journey he's had. Because like you mentioned, the Lakers and Clippers were interested in and it sounded like the Lakers were actually going to really wanted him. Remember, they took him to play, like invited him out to a game. I think like he sat with Jeannie Buss. Also, there's mm-hmm. photos of that. And then I think she took him out to dinner, some report like that. And then he kind of just said no. So yeah. I wonder how, I don't know, what's going on there. I don't know. But of those three, uh, I think, do we both vote for James? I mean, I, I don't think I have like a strong one over the Me other. Either. Like the Isaiah Thomas story would be better. But I think James might be, I don't know. I'd probably just sign Thomas for the story. <laughs> Now, Jacob Rood uh, wrote an article on Silver Screen and wrote, five players the Lakers could sign with their final roster spots. And I'm going to scroll all the way to number five. J.J. Redick. Yeah, I was going to say, I saw number five. Uh-huh. Now, that's the one that perks my, my eyebrows up. You know, that's the one that I'm like, hmm. 
And it's because I've seen J.J. Redick make threes for about 30 years in the NBA now. And as much as we want to say that we have three-point specialists now and three-point shooters, I don't think we have enough. I don't think we'll – because I have been cursed in the, on this show with Danny Green and Wes Matthews and whoever else was the three-point specialist coming in that then stunk it up after. So, yeah, give me more. I don't know if um, – Wayne Ellington is the answer, but J.J. Redick, if if he's on, is it veteran minimums all they got left, right? Yeah, it's good minimums. So if he's down, I'm down for J.J. I, I know as you as you read J.J.'s name out, I'm like, don't the Lakers have enough shooting? And then I kind of like hit me like, wait, the Lakers have never had any shooting uh, more. Uh, so yeah, I he's a guy. I'm I'm surprised hasn't been picked up by a team yet. Again, he's just. He's small, like defensively, he's gonna get picked on. The shooting is good. I, I think, I just think they need another wing, like to rely on just Baysmore and Ariza there. I think that's gonna be tough. Um, so, what do you think about Wesley Matthews? I'd rather have West back than a guy like JJ. I think West can at least defend, and I think his three-point shooting would be would probably bounce back than it was last year. I thought he played well. Um, you know what? Too with the West. Remember, I mean, I've said this before. Like he was the guy that was brought in to replace Danny Green yeah. specifically. We were like, at least Wes makes his threes. Uh, not so much. Nope. But now, with other three-point shooters on the team, maybe less responsibility, maybe less pressure, maybe you know more comfortable being second year in L.A., second year playing mm-hmm. with LeBron, second year playing with Vogel. I think that's a good – that's something that could possibly happen. I would not be opposed to bringing Wes back. That's a great point. Like, yeah, like he was seen as the Danny Green replacement. And then Danny Green, when he was brought in, was like, okay, you're our shooter you got to make everything. And I think Wes was kind of seen the same way. So like not having that spotlight that like you're missing every three, I think that that might help him actually shoot better. Cause like, look at Danny green, like in Philadelphia, he rebounded and he shot the ball really well this year. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if Wes has a better I know year. You wanted him back in LA and I said, no. Yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but you know, what's funny. Cause Wes in those exit interviews, remember he was like, yeah, I really want to run it back. Like, yeah. th- like he was the first guy who really made that clear. And he also said that how much not having a full off season impacted him. So now having a full off season and being comfortable playing in, in LA and stuff, maybe he has a good bounce back, but maybe the does Lakers it make don't you nervous want him. That, does, it, does nobody, does it make you nervous that nobody has signed him? Like, what are we? What are we not seeing that nobody has tried to get West Memphis? It's really weird. Nobody. It's it, him and a guy that Jacob wrote about, Paul Millsap, like two two yeah. veteran, respected, like really respected guys in the locker room, and like again, they were all on playoff teams last year and played playoff minutes. Like these aren't just scrubs. So at the minimum, also, so I'm not sure what they're waiting for. Like teams don't have extra money like lying around. Like they're probably just going to get the minimum somewhere. So maybe they're just waiting out i don't know i i, I, don't, I know. don't know why they're not signed yet <laughs> but like you said maybe that does make you a little worried like there's a health thing that are, is scaring teams away now let me throw another name that jacob wrote about someone that maybe possibly can replace alex caruso who just left avery bradley old friend alert yeah very good defensive player obviously has kind of won a ring with the lakers he opted out for the bubble uh not his best year last year um ended up the season with six and a half points two rebounds and almost two assists but you know when he was here for when he played he was pretty good yeah and i don't think at this point it's weird because he's another guy linked to the lakers early in free agency that the lakers might be have interest in bringing it back and 
Um, also, a guy who can be like your nominal point guard. Like he's not going to be your point guard, but he could play that spot and uh, defend that spot. Probably more importantly, um, right? Because that's a big. I bring up the defense first because yeah. that's everybody's biggest concern now, right? Yeah, like he makes sense in terms of that. Like the point of attack defense. That like even a guy like Dennis Shooter, they're going to miss him there as their point of attack defender probably. And not having Caruso also just hurts so much. So yeah, like he makes sense. Again, not sure why he hasn't been signed yet. And I'm not sure how much the Lakers working out other guys like builds confidence that they they totally are in on him also. Um, so uh, there's also he wrote about James, James Ennis. Ennis. So those are the five he <clears throat> if you want to check it out silverscreenroll.com five that he wrote about Wesley Matthews is a wing, Jay Menace is a wing, Paul Millsap obviously a big, and two other guards and Avery Bradley and JJ Redick. Of these five, I will ask you, who would you sign? Because you can sign two, theoretically, I, I, right? I would sign. I would sign two of, of those five. Yeah, like of uh-huh. I would sign the two of these five over the three that worked out today, Agreed. according to Chris Saints. Agreed. I would go Wes Matthews, and I would go JJ Redick. I definitely go Wes because of the familiarity aspect, and uh, he has a skill set they really need. And I think it's a toss up between Millsap and Ennis. But if you're going to get Matthews, I'll probably go Millsap just to give them another front court piece. He can play the four. He could play a little bit of small ball five. He can space it a bit. Tough defender inside still. Smart guy. Um, yeah, I'd probably go like Wes and Millsap. I'm sorry, dude. I can't have another 36-year-old on my team. Yeah, they're, they're, they're old. I mean, how old is JJ? Is it JJ like 40 at this point? Yeah, I said 36 because he's 37. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I, I Honestly, Avery Bradley intrigues me a lot. Just because yeah. of his defensive ability, we saw what he did for that team when he was here. Uh, he already has familiarity with the staff, with LeBron, with, with AD. Like we know that they can kind of play together. So, if I had to pick a younger person, I would pick Avery Bradley. You know what's crazy is like how, when when are they going to play? Like maybe that's why they haven't signed with the Lakers because the Lakers can't promise them a spot. Like the Lakers have a lot of depth already like guards wings forwards like i uh, avery bradley is not going to play over tht probably he's not going to play over baysmore probably he's not going to play over ellington maybe um but like they have a, a lot of season. similar type players already it's a long season that's true injury yeah no, that's true when you have and i'm not gonna jinx it but when you have an old team injuries will happen and frank roles, loves bradley uh like roles he loves bradley. roles are gonna need to be filled here yeah. and there you know yeah no no and, and like you said frank like vogel like he's probably gonna go to war for bradley like because remember they had that avery bradley challenge that year when when he was out that like they rallied around him being out like we have to keep this defensive intensity up like they mm-hmm. credited him for that defense that year so i'm sure like if they, they had the chance they would have interest so that is what's happening in Lakerland. and by the time i publish this who knows they might have signed someone already so uh, something that you can read that is evergreen until the season begins is something that you wrote, Alex, and you could check out Alex's work on silverscreenroll.com, but go follow him on Twitter at Alex M Regla on Twitter. Um, you wrote an article about how this could be the first time in LeBron James's career where when he goes, Oh wait, hold on, hold on. Wow. Dude, we just did a whole podcast and we didn't even mention the schedule that came out today. Oh, I know. I mean, we, we don't have the full schedule. We have, like, the no, marquee but, games. Yeah. But we got we got opening night and Christmas. Those are the two, like, but, you know, 
before New Year's, that's those are the big games of the NBA season. Mm-hmm. Opening night, October 19th. You got the Brooklyn Nets opening up at the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks on four at 4.30. Followed by the Golden State Warriors in L.A. versus the Lakers at 7 o'clock. The Lakers taking on the Warriors opening night. That's a fun one. Uh, That's going to be a fun one. I hope Clay's I back. I was just going to say, is Clay, would Clay be back, you think, by then? I would hope so, okay. man. I would hope so. I mean, maybe not hope so, but, I mean, if you're a Warriors fan, that's that's a long recovery for an ACL nowadays. It'd be, yeah, it'd be great just to see Clay, Steph, and Draymond play again together. And Iguodala as well now. Um, yeah. They have the band back together. They're kind of how the Lakers are. Um, see how it is with Wiseman healthy too? Yeah, and they got they got a couple of nice like looking rookies I saw in Summer League and stuff. So I think that team would be fun. Um, they had a We had a really great uh, game against them in that elimination game before the playoffs so that LeBron hit that game winner. So yeah, I think that's a fun fun little opening slate there so that's the opening night and then that Friday that which is a Tuesday and then that Friday you have revenge season beginning as the mm-hmm. Suns travel to LA to take on the Lakers at seven o'clock on ESPN so the NBA released the first uh four nights opening week and so the Lakers will play twice in marquee primetime games in the opening week well, what do you feel about the Christmas game what do you think that's what I was going to get to. This is the, the most, I mean, obviously, this is what they're going to do for Christmas, right? Yeah, it, Brooklyn it feels at like, LA. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I, let me read through the whole, the whole Christmas Day slate, and then you tell me what you think, and we'll get into Lakers. Hawks at Knicks, Celtics at Bucks, Warriors at Suns, Nets at Lakers, Mavericks at Jazz, the game that nobody watches. <laughs> um, I am a... My initial thought is obviously Nets, Lakers, duh. Yeah. That we knew that was going to happen. I'm pretty upset that it's not Suns, Bucks, though. Like, it should be Suns, Bucks, a rematch of the NBA Finals on Christmas Day. The Suns get no respect. Yeah. I, I mean, at least they have a Christmas Day game now. That's true. Yeah. That's going to be a fun game, too. Warriors, That Suns. is going to be a fun game. I, I think that's, I mean, it, like you said, like, if you're going to write out a schedule for Christmas uh christmas schedule that's pretty much it like that's what everybody wants to see yeah for sure um obviously the lake i have, have the lakers had a christmas day off i mean my goodness they, they play even when they were bad they had christmas day games mm-hmm. so i don't know how many christmases they've played in a row but this is going to be a good one I, I listen if everybody's healthy any game the lakers play is going to be must watch this year so i'm hoping that everybody stays healthy and by christmas i mean we all remember LeBron's first year here. That was on Christmas, the Christmas massacre. <laughs> uh, I I do I do hope this season, like you mentioned, I just do hope everyone's healthy because last year, like so many marquee games were just like, oh yeah, it's these two teams, but like half of the roster is gone for each side. Like everybody wants to see Westbrook, LeBron, AD versus Kyrie, uh, Durant, Harden. Wait, speaking of, did you see the Bleacher Report tweet today? No. So they had the graphic of like the super team versus the super team, and it was on one side it was KD, <sighs> Kyrie, and uh-huh. Harden. And did you see uh-huh. who they picked for the Lakers big three? Uh, no. So it was LeBron, AD, and Carmelo. So they left Westbrook out. Oh my god! And then everybody kind of lost their minds today. Oh, did you forget though? They also added Patty Mills. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. On the Nets. That's funny. Yeah, so there's a couple of nice little rivalries built in there between, you know, KD, 
uh, West, and then Patty Mills chose Brooklyn over the Lakers in free agency. I personally think that's a huge signing. Yeah, he's going to help them a lot. I mean, he's basically taking over for Mike James, right? Or like yeah. that guard spot. So that's a big upgrade. Yeah, for sure. I also saw another one. I don't know who did it, and I, I wish I could remember. But they put um, Blake Griffin. Was it? Uh, oh, it was like a cartoonish. I saw, it was like a visually. It was, it was Westbrook, AD, LeBron, and then it's KD, uh, Blake, Kyrie, and in the back, Harden's guarding Mello. Yeah, the matchups are all over the place in that graphic. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, it is cool. Like that's a lot of like at least recognizable names that for like a like a lax NBA fan yeah. or anyone just tuning in, like oh, I know all these names. Let's analyze graphics now. Sports Center, uh, James Harden. Blake Griffin, Kevin Durant, Kyrie in those baby blue old school New Jersey net jerseys. And then they the sports center did put Russ, okay. LeBron, AD, and Mello. So Mello, getting a lot of graphic love. I, I, I'm excited to watch Mello. We haven't really talked about Mello. I, I know probably going to finish up with something else. But uh, he, that's interesting that he's on the team. And, and, like, he's getting – he still gets that, like, star – name recognition like he's put mm. on all these graphics and promotional videos so i know it's just a minimum deal and all but it is it is kind of cool to see him still get that love around the league he was i mean well, this guy was out of the league for like right. a while there well in the um article that i was about to talk about you wrote a lot about or you put mellow in a, in a lot of these lineups um you wrote an article talking about uh how this might be the first year in lebron's career that when he goes to the bench, his teams may not fall apart because the Lakers kind of built a roster that can hold their own when they go to the bench. Um, kind of just give us a rundown of what exactly you wrote because I thought it was fascinating. I thought it's so in-depth and, and so like visually easy to follow. So why don't you tell everybody what you wrote and they go check it out, silverscreenroll.com. Cool. Yeah, like, like you said, LeBron throughout his career, is going to be season 19 now, I think, um, Every time he goes to the bench, his his teams have negative point differentials, meaning like, say he's on the floor, he's a plus eight when he's on in the floor, right? Most of every single team he's been on, and that's a negative when he's on the bench. Like the Lakers against the Suns, he was they were a plus four in that series, and they got smoked in a lot of those games. And then when mm-hmm. when he sat, they were a negative forty six. That's so crazy. Yeah. So I, damn, I think that played a big part into why the roster looks the way it does specifically getting Westbrook um, he has his flaws and everything but I think he's going to be a huge help in those non-LeBron minutes I, I get why it could be clunky during the LeBron minutes but when he's off the floor I think Westbrook and AD and a couple other lineups that like I, I made and I wrote about in the article I think they have enough firepower just to be like neutral like I'm not saying they like blow out other benches just don't like be a negative eight or a negative 10 like if you could just be like yeah. a negative one or two like that's a big big upgrade than last season i don't know how much like in depth because i i mean I, i'm sure you can get into like super in depth on this basketball index but mm-hmm. like when lebron was in miami was it also such an issue yeah. too like even when they had Dwayne and Bosch? so what i did was there's a site called cleaning the glass which is ben fox like data site he used to work for the analytics department for the 76ers what you can do is you can get a player's on-off numbers. So you can see the on-off differential, meaning like when he's on the floor, how a team performs versus when he's off the floor. 
and like you can just go down every season and just see it's been the case um so i'm not saying it's gonna happen this year i just think he given the roster around him and especially westbrook like the lakers have have this kind of like luxury that no matter who's on the floor they're probably always gonna have at least like one star like a playmaker yeah like so either westbrook or lebron's gonna be out there and then probably also ad with one mm-hmm. of them so they're always going to have at least one probably two stars on the floor against any team so that mm-hmm. gives them a big big uh advantage in most most cases so we have talked about the third person on the or the third player the third scorer the third playmaker on this podcast at nauseum <laughs> i don't gotta worry about that no, no more and i think that's gonna change so much for the lakers i genuinely do because i remember last year's season opener i texted alex because we had to do the post game and i was like the Lakers are awful with LeBron and AD off the court mm-hmm. and they were off the court at the same time and they had nothing. They could not produce any sort of movement and it continued. Obviously we saw it when they were out for three months or whatever it was, how bad they were. So this year I'm assuming everybody's staying healthy. First of all, I think that's not an issue anymore. And that's good. And I think your, your, your column or your article did a great job kind of just visualizing and explaining in detail how, it should work this season. Yeah, that's that's the key word. Like on paper, obviously, it's a lot easier to say like, oh yeah, if you just put this group together, they're going to do this, and this is their output, this is their input. But obviously, like you said, injuries, um, chemistry, all that's really important. And um, I, I just think the, they have way more options than they did last year. Like I, I did four lineups, and all four lineups stylistically are pretty different. Like you can do a lineup out there with no Westbrook and just have AD and like four shooters. That was, yeah, I saw that yeah, one. Yeah, so that's something they just could not have done last year. Or you can have no AD and just do Westbrook with all shooters and playmakers. So you got like Gasol, Westbrook, Monk, and those are three, or sorry, uh, Kendrick Nunn. That's three really solid playmakers instead of like versus having zero when LeBron was off the floor last year. You know what is also going to be super helpful? If THC makes that jump yes. into controlled playmaking, that because he's yeah. a playmaker, but control playmaking, limit turnovers, that will be an incredible upgrade to his game if he can somehow hone those skills. And because he's a great playmaker, we've seen it. Yeah. If he could just control it a bit, I think, and limit his turnovers, and maybe even become a better passer somehow, um, that will be huge. Because then, if you're talking about Westbrook and THT. As when LeBron goes to the bench and you don't have AD on the floor either, like that's something that can be incredibly beneficial to this team. And I think the Lakers are expecting that because they let Caruso go and they kept THT. And I think it's important to also remember that when criticizing THT this year, they are expecting a jump from him. And that's fair game to now expect that jump from him. So off season, Alex, we're here. <laughs> We're here, yeah. <laughs> We're here. I don't know when players report, but it's not that long from now. The basketball season, this this offseason, last year's was short. This is short, too. Um, so that's not too far around. Alex, this has been very much a good time, a good offseason podcast. Uh, go to silverscreenandroll.com to read Alex's work at Alex M. Regla there. I'm at AlexPedia86. A lot of sad Padre tweets coming your way from the San Diegan. Um <laughs> And also subscribe, if you haven't yet, to this podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Apple Music, wherever it is that you listen, we're there. Check us out. Subscribe. Um, And Alex, any final thoughts? 
Uh, <laughs> no final thoughts. Are your eyes still dilated? You know, I, oh my god, yeah, you read my mind. So I was literally just picking up my phone to see if I can like start reading like text again. And mm-hmm. it's coming around. It's still a little nice. blurry. Uh, when he texted me earlier, I was like, I have no idea what this says. I'm assuming <laughs> he's saying he's good to go. So, like, let me type out a sentence that I think says uh, I should be good, too. So, yeah. Well, hopefully you can do, like, some voice command and email me the file right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Oh, I got to write right now. So, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> voice to text, dude. Yeah. Voice to text. All right, Alex, this is awesome. Everybody, we will talk to you next Tuesday and every Tuesday from here until the season starts. Talk to you then, Alex. Thank you. Thank you, man.